If you want to turn with me to Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is, this is always a good weekend for us to focus on hope. And we've been looking at guys like Enoch and Noah, these men of faith who walked with God, and we'll get back to them, and, and Abraham is the next in the list. But when I was thinking about this day, uh, this verse uh, in Romans chapter 4 uh, stood out to me because of the focus on hope. Uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 18, it says this. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as, has been, as had been said to him by God, so shall your offspring be. I think about those words, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Think about that. Now, uh, you know, there's different kinds of hope. I want to say there's worldly hope, kind of wishful thinking, and then there's the biblical God kind of hope, and it's this confident expectation of what God will do. But this, this verse here, it, it brings this idea that when there was no hope, Abraham had hope. Against all hope, beyond hope, without hope, he had hope. Where the laws, someone said this, where the laws in the course of nature left no room for hope, Abraham had hope and he believed. Other versions say this, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping and believing. Without reason for hope and faith, he went on hoping. That's incredible. Against all hope. You ever get to the place where, humanly speaking, there is just no hope whatsoever. You have no hope. There is no hope. Abraham, he says, against all hope, he in hope believed. You know, the world, I did a little search, you know, of, of hope in, on the internet, the, the, the uh, you know, the internet that has all the answers and, and, you know, I, I found a couple interesting things. Ways to regain hope. Number one, focus on the positive. Number two, believe in yourself. Number three, surround yourself with positivity. That is going to fix everything. Number, another one had these, the four pillars of hope. These is, this is going to change your life, give you all the hope you will ever need. Number one, healthy living. Number two, financial security. Number three, educational success. Number four, strong families. Well, that just about knocks me out, knocks the rest of us, most of us out. Hope's gone. You don't got any pillars. Another one said this, how to rescue and rekindle hope. And he has ten. Ten ways. Number one, express your feelings. Okay, that's going to make me very hopeful. Find a community. That's not bad. Connect to a bigger picture and a larger purpose of yours. Well, I don't even understand what that means, but whatever. Number four, relive memorable moments. Like you're in a hopeless situation and you're going to like, 
I'm just going to relive a memorable moment now, and that's going to make me feel a lot better. Number five, do something different. <laughs> okay. Number six, read biographies. Number seven, and I love this one, watch heroic movies. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna change my life. Number eight, you're going to love this one. Rewatch a historic sports event. You know, when the Patriots, the big comeback, you know, whatever. I've never, I never to this day have seen that, by the way. Number nine, he starts to get a little focused here. Number nine, he says, seek for help. But number 10, he says this, seek divine just like drop all the rest out of there. Just get to number 10. Seek divine help because that's what we need, isn't it? That's where the hope comes from. Our hope isn't found here. It's certainly not found in the media. And humanly speaking, humanly speaking, what hope do you and I have? Zero. Because what we face and what we look forward to is death. That's the hope that you and I have. It's death. We're going to die 100%. Well, and we did talk about Enoch, and we did talk about Elijah, and God can do different things if he wants to. But humanly speaking, that's what we, what we face. But with Jesus, our hope is life. Life now, but eternal life after this life. Without Jesus, that, that is not possible. That is not available. Psalm 42 says this, Why are you downcast, O oh, my soul? Why so disturbed within me? And he's, he's kind of giving him this little self-talk. He says, Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. That's where we need to find our hope. Paul said in Ephesians that when we are separate from Christ, apart from Him, we are without hope and without God in the world. Without hope, and without God in the world, because we're separate from Christ. But in Christ, we have hope. You know, Job, you read the story of Job, and it's a hard read. But Job had said some things. He, he says this in chapter 7. He said, my, my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and they come to an end without hope. He says, remember, O oh God, that my life's but a breath. My eyes will never see happiness again. And when we get in that hopeless situation, isn't that the kind of thought that we have? Those, I'm never going to be happy again. It's ne I'll never get out of this. Later in chapter 17, he says, where then is my hope? Who can see any hope for me? But you've got to read to the end of the book, right? Because God shows up at the end of the book of, of Job. And God says, listen, listen, you puny little nincompoop. Where were you when I created the universe? Where were you when I made everything? Where were you when I, when I you know, spun it all out? And where were you? Don't you know who I am? And, and it says at, at the end of the book that, that Job... He, God says, you got to pray for your friends, your friends who were pretty useless. You know, when Job was in the middle of this hopelessness, they said, well, you, it's because you're just a total idiot, Job, and that's why 
You're gone through all this. And so you're all your fault. And God says, listen, your friends were really not very good friends at all, but pray for them. And it says that he prayed for them. And, and then it says this, that the, the latter end of Job was better than the beginning of Job. So God came and he restored him. Billy Graham Library, and I'm not sure if Billy Graham said this, but it says, true hope comes by trusting God. Even when circumstances are difficult. And God has a plan for all of us who look to him. He has a future that's full of hope. Where does our hope come from? It comes from God. We can't use that word hope just, you know, I hope I'll see you next week. The hope that we have is, is so much deeper than that. It's, it's a hope in what Jesus has done for us. We use this uh, verse, people quote it, and many people, it's their life verse, uh, you know, God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And, and you know, that, that passage is for the nation of Israel, and they were going through a very, very horrible, horrible time. But God says, I have a plan, and I have a person, a purpose, and I'm going to give you a hope, and I'm going to give you a future. So I don't think it's a wrong usage of, of that verse for, for us that that God has got a future and a hope for us. And, and the truth of it is, it may not get better in this world and in this life. I can't promise you that. But we have a hope that is secure. The book of Proverbs, it says, there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. So many other verses. You know, we're, we're out of time now, but, but the... The Bible, I believe, and I was thinking about this, from cover to cover, the Bible is a book of hope. From Genesis 1, where God creates in this beautiful garden, where, where the fellowship with God, and then at, at the very end of the book, again, it's back to that fellowship with God and that beauty. And all throughout, all the difficult things that you read and, 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 and find in there, it, it all comes back to putting our faith and our trust in God. That's where the hope is. It's not here in this world and in this life. Although, as I said, he certainly does give us life. But in this verse, in, in, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, uh, Paul says this, that, that Christ Jesus, he is our hope. Without him, there really isn't any hope. We're going to work hard. We might make money. We might not make any money. We might have a house, we might not, we might have stuff. But, but like it, the scripture says, you know, you're just going to leave it all when you go and you're going to face that death just like everybody else. But with Jesus, the hope is, is eternal life. And that's why he said, you know, we're going to live forever if we believe and trust in him. That's the bottom line. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we've heard so much today and so many different testimonies and, and just so much about uh, how good you are and that if we put our trust in you, put our, our hope in you because you are our hope, that, that uh, the future is very, very bright. Even if the circumstances around us are dark, dark, 
Lord, you have a very bright future. And, they, and some of the scenes in the book of Revelation where the, the, the light of the Lamb is just, it's just so blinding. It's so bright and it's so beautiful. And we're going to see that face to face because we put our hearts and our trust in Jesus. Father, I pray you'd encourage each person here today, Lord, no matter what it is that they're facing, no matter the trial, the trouble, the pain, the hurt, the physical, emotional, spiritual battles, that our hope is found in Jesus and and he will give us the peace and the love that we need. In Jesus' name. Let's stand together, please.